Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, this is Darren Waller, tied in for the Las Vegas Raiders. I am the Wallerus, and you are listening to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Cuckoo, cuckoo! Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Can't stop. Won't stop. It's the craziest offseason. Thursday, March 24th, the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with more and more and more and more news. Fantasy football has fully infiltrated the NFL now. Yes. I mean, we they they we are one. We are one group, and they're like, dude, these trades are these are fun. They have consulted my crazy uncle from my family league uh, and made some transactions that only existed in fantasy football. I hope that this is the new normal. And I, I know it's going to be so disappointing every future year that's not as just Eventful. completely drunk as this year. Uh, but the the craziness that has inspired us all this offseason, I just don't want it to ever go away. It's so much fun. I This time of year is always about the draft. Like, but We're far enough away from the, the uh, opening day of free agency where it's now we're looking forward. And this is just like insane i love yeah. it I, I don't even know what you're talking about well, well what, what happened does something happen uh no i we have felt that way like before the last handful of moves have happened so hopefully that gives you some heart that in the future years we'll be content with just a handful of these instead of every five minutes i but, just remember how you you feel right now yeah, this is wild. Because you're going to feel this way in about three more days. So <laughs> who's next? Well, uh, we will talk about Tyreek Hill momentarily. A reminder, ultimatedraftkit.com. Get instant access to the Dynasty Pass. Just completed our second rookie mock draft for the Dynasty Pass. It's part of the UDK Plus, and you can do that at ultimatedraftkit.com. Lowest possible price. You get some gift cards, digital copy of our book. And uh, go check that out. You can find us on Twitter at the FF Ballers. Mike is at FF Hitman. Jason at Jason FFL. I'm at Andy Holloway. All right, let's talk news. News and notes from around the league. Well, the Chiefs have traded wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. Just days after Devontae Adams, you know, arguably two of the three best wideouts yep. in the game. Yeah, Cooper Cup is next. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. He's gone. Uh, so Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. There were trade packages on the table for the Chiefs from the Dolphins and the Jets. It was up to Tyreek to select where he wanted to go. The team was not going to give him the extension he wanted. So here we are. And it was like a full escalation of like rapid proportions of this morning, you know, the, what we thought the, the wild news of today was going to be that we were going to talk about the show is that the chiefs were talking to Tyreek Hill. They were talking about an extension and it felt like things were breaking down. And the Chiefs said, well, you, you go ahead. See if, if uh, the trade market is there for you. And that was just that little piece of news was I mean that was would gonna be plenty to satisfy my my news need for the day, and it went from that tweet to 
Well, it looks like the Jets and the Dolphins are actually engaged in very serious now talk. That, that was about five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like the, from that tweet to the their serious talk to the the trade has happened. It happened in the span of an hour or okay. so. I, that, was, that was the anchorman. <laughs> yes, that escalated, that escalated quickly. quickly. I figured out we're not doing our news the right way. What we should be doing when we have a big piece of news to announce is we should have like five lead up tweets mm. of the news developing before we do it. We have got to learn from the NFL. I I love that. That's that's the way we should uh, announce everything is start start at the beginning. Yeah. Rumors have it. We may be doing a little UDK giveaway soon. And then five minutes later, agent has Breaking reported. News. Yeah. So, uh, yes, an announcement that an announcement is coming. That's right, Brooks. Tons of fantasy implications from yes. this. I mean, we could probably talk for the entire show today just about this move because just like the Devontae Adams leaving the Packers trade, you know, Tyree Kill has been a fantasy force for years. He's been connected to the future Hall of Famer, um, a playoff team seven straight years with the Chiefs, and now Tyreek loses Patrick Mahomes. Heads to a situation in Miami where, yeah, Miami has improved tremendously this offseason. But Tua is not Patrick Mahomes. So I, we were surprised to find out that they did pass the ball the eighth most last year. but And they have a new head coach. But where do we begin? Do you want to begin with the Chiefs and the fallout there? Because Patrick Mahomes loses one of the best receivers in the game and somebody that, more importantly for fantasy, gives you game-breaking plays. A couple right. of Tyreek plays in a game defines the fantasy output, not just for him, but for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, you can start at the top, which is, while this trade is extremely exciting, you know, the the initial fantasy impact is almost everybody gets worse here. Mahomes hits a downgrade, and they're, uh, yes, as of this recording, they haven't made a follow-up move, which they will. I don't know if they'll trade for a vet they'll move up in the draft, whatever. They're, they're going visiting to with Marquez Valdez-Gantling yes. right now. They're going to do something. But just where we sit right now, Mahomes, is, like, I feel I feel confident saying Josh Allen is the number one fantasy quarterback this year. And and Tyreek Hill, what is his value with? You're saying until Diggs is traded. Sure. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Uh, it, it, like, his value goes down a bit. You look at. Tyreek Hill moving, his value has to go down because he's no longer playing with Patrick Mahomes. And maybe Tua ends up being great. It doesn't matter. He won't be as great as Patrick Mahomes. And on top of that, while he's fighting for targets with Travis Kelsey, Jalen Waddell is literally a target machine. I mean, he was one of the most targeted wide receivers in football last year and proved that that is a winning strategy for the team, the feed Waddle targets. But his target share will go down. What, like Andy, you were looking up some interesting numbers yeah. of the actual target share of these players. We're we're trying to find we're, we're trying to crack the code. How can we get Tyreek Hill's target share up without destroying Jalen Waddle? Yeah, and there there's some I think some optimistic things you can look towards. One of them is that Devontae Parker had a twenty two percent target share when he played football last year. That is a monumental target share. Um Jalen Waddles was very high, but you also had Gesicki and Smythe combined for oh, Smythe. <laughs> for a massive target share. Gesicki was 19%. Um, Albert Wilson took some. You know, We looked at Miles Gaskin and said, hey, with Chase Edmonds coming in, is there going to be a lot more targets going to the running back position? Not really, I don't think. Gaskin right. was up at 11%. Chase Edmonds in Arizona was 13%. So I don't think that the running back position is going to siphon more targets away for that team. Although, again, it's going to come down to how does the offense change in that philosophy? So, you know, it seems safe to say Tyreek Hill is going to get a 20-plus percent target share again yes, in Miami. absolutely. The touchdowns are probably going to come down from what they were in Kansas City. Yes, absolutely. And then Jalen Waddell <laughs> is going to need to be uh, – he's going to have to be a volume guy in the slot, get a lot of those targets. He was on 120 target pace in the second half of the season – or I'm sorry, 120 reception pace in the second half of the season with Tua last year. So it, it's just a situation that we're going to have to see play out in Tyreek Hill and Dynasty Leagues, that connection with Patrick Mahomes that we expected to be there. Mm -hmm. It changes. And, you know, Jason, we did this game the other day about 
<laughs> figuring out where you draft Devontae Adams in the scope of, okay, Cooper Cup's up at the top, and, and you were probably the lowest on where Devontae was relative to maybe like an A.J. Brown and a Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and, th and this is worse for Tyreek Hill than I, – I think that it is worse for Tyreek Hill – than it was for Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams went to a, a place where, yes, there is Darren Waller, but I, I think Waddle is going to still be a very important piece, and you've got Parker right now and Gasicki. So th there's there's more mouths to feed, even though he's going to be the clear one. I also think Derek Carr is better than Tua, but this will be a real opportunity. I mean, we're going to know as Tua, does he have it in him to be great because everything is set up around him. Um, they just signed the number one free agent uh, of the offseason at left tackle to protect him. So th th he's set up for success, but um, I think it's bad news for Tyreek Hill. He's going to be someone that um, I I'm – Are you taking Devontae Adams ahead of Tyreek? I would, yes. Mike, are you – I would too. I'd you would Adams. as well? Yeah. So um, could both of these players – I mean, look, we, we have other situations. Uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati with uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. D is there the potential for Tyreek and Waddle to both be top 15 wide receivers this year? Because the panic that I saw on Twitter was far more Waddle-related. It was like, Waddle, I do. Oh! No, Oh, really? Yeah, the computer liked that one. Oh, I was man. not expecting oh, it no. to like it. No, I would have hit a... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I expected crickets, so go on. All right. Um, <laughs> what was the question? Um, <laughs> you so got any can they both be top yes, 15? Yes, they can both be top 15, but it really will come down to Tua. And, um, you know, when it comes to drafting Tua, he's going to be probably the most interesting piece because I think there's going to be a camp of people um, that have been believers in his talent, and now he is set up with a great receiving core that are talking about Tua as a top 10 fantasy option without a doubt. Tua or Carr? I would take Tua over Carr. Better, better core, and Carr just is so immobile. Carr is Tua's never... not a runner. No, I know, but Carr has literally... My point in, in the lack of mobility with Derek Carr is we've seen him for a decade. He's never been a top 12 quarterback. Not once, ever. So, yeah, I mean, obviously... Oh, you're saying mobility in his ranking? No, no, no. I was or saying. His body. I was saying in his body and his legs, his ability. So he throws for plenty of yards, but he doesn't throw the touchdowns. We we haven't seen from Tua yet what his cap on touchdowns is. You know, if if I agree, Derek Carr I agree threw with that argument for thirty six touchdowns, which isn't an outlandish number, I would be shocked. What if I reminded you that in his games played, Tua was averaging one point two passing touchdowns per game. Look. I have and not he been, had Waddle. I have not been a huge believer of Tua, and I don't think when I say that these guys can finish both top fifteen, we see it year after year after year. There are multiple teams with top twenty four wide receivers together, and multiple teams usually with top twelve wide receivers. So it can happen. It's just a matter of whether Tua is good enough. My analysis would say I don't think he's good enough to support them both being top fifteen. I do not believe they will both be top fifteen. Send in the car. Send in the car. I would take Carr over Tua. I was going to ask you. I'm on the yeah. car side, but I know that car can put up 4,500 plus yards, and Devonte Adams will help him in the touchdown department. I don't disagree with your reasoning. I think it's just what you want in that potential late round quarterback. Do you want to see what Tua could become? Because that ceiling could be something much better than what Derek Carr has been. You're hoping he could vault himself into a top five quarterback, whereas Carr, you're like, let's get to number ten. Okay. So on on the Chiefs. Wide receiver packing order side, though. Demarcus Robinson signed a deal with the Raiders to play with Derek Carr because who wouldn't want to play with Derek Carr right now? Uh, he's so uh, hot right now. And then you lost uh, Byron Pringle to the Bears, and now Tyreek Hill is gone. Mm. And so you're looking at the wide receiver core, and the other instant reactions are, okay, maybe Juju's got more targets coming his way than we expected. Also, McCole Hardman, because what's an offseason without – Hyping up McCall Hardman for no good reason. Wait, where, didn't they just pick up Coleman? The yeah, Chiefs? I mean, they, yeah, they have Josh Gordon too. I don't, is Gordon? I don't know if Gunder if Gordon's under contract. I believe Gordon is will he? be back. Wow, 
Okay. Yeah, Gordon was resigned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yep. I'm looking at our last. I would be much more inclined to have confidence in Josh. Belief that Gordon could be something versus Corey yeah. Coleman. So as of right now, our lads has Juju McColl and Josh Gordon slotted in as the starting wide receivers. That, that it, makes it, sense. It's not great. Um, Juju. So we've been talking around the studio, and I think that the opportunity, and say in a dynasty league, for Juju to really resurrect his career is definitely there yes. i mean he could be a really really great fantasy asset for a number of years he's 25 years old it's a perfect situation however this is the time where you look to trade him because if you could trade him on that promise on that hope someone really thinking juju is the next great thing well then if it comes true great you cashed in and you got that value if it doesn't you know it, I, they got an extra first rounder. They have two back-to-back -back picks in the NFL draft at 29 and 30. I expect them to use one of those, you know, Christian Watson with his speed. I, I right. think if he goes there, he would be just such an outstanding pick. Or if Will Fuller shows up tomorrow signing a contract. It's hard. The tantalizing nature of potentially being a very valuable Chiefs wide receiver is why that's exciting. And that's why McCall Hardman's hype will be be reinvigorated it's not like Hardman has never made plays he just hasn't made them consistently and they haven't you know he hasn't been a primary deep target for them and and of course we've talked a lot uh in this offseason about the age problem that Travis Kelsey is about to get to this is good news for Travis Kelsey I mean he's going to be um more necessary without Tyreek Hill than he than he would have been with him I think overall like just strictly football I think this is probably a good move for the Kansas City Chiefs. Of with Tyreek Hill's age of twenty eight, you ha you've gotten a whole bunch of picks. Yes, your hit rate for true superstar wide receivers later on in the draft isn't great, but at least you have you have a lot of opportunities to take a shot on players now and you can't you can't just stick in the past forever. You gotta rebuild eventually. Yeah, first round pick, second round pick, fourth round pick, fourth and sixth round picks in twenty twenty three. So a lot of assets, and obviously you don't have to commit $72.2 million guaranteed, right. which is what the Dolphins just did with Tyreek Hill. Four years, $120 million extension. Incredible offseason with some huge names switching jerseys. It's just, it's going to be crazy. You're going to see Mahomes without Hill, and you're going to see Rodgers without Adams as well, and and evaluating where you want to take Mahomes in fantasy drafts and where you want to take Rodgers. And where you want to take Corey Coleman. So, yeah. I <laughs> well, Mike, the Mike can take him wherever he wants. Well, good. He can try. Um, and the, you you tell me the last pick of the draft you're not no. interested in taking that shot? No. Jason? I'm with you. Man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> On Corey Coleman? <laughs> I don't know how to quit him. <laughs> Josh Gordon could be your last pick in the draft. <sighs> He won't, he'll move up. He'll be higher than that. Yes, for sure. Yeah, they're adding bodies, and none of this will be relevant. I, I will draft Corey Coleman will not. I Can we make a water bet on Corey Coleman making, <laughs> making the, the team? team? Oh, man. That's... Anybody want to bet on Corey Coleman making the team? Because I will bet against him. Uh, look, this is – I know that my odds would be like minus – uh, or plus 1,000 here. But to, you go to, ahead. You yes, know what? I want it. All right. Water bed. If you had asked for two cups on me versus right. one on you, that makes sense. I would have taken it, but of course, because either made, way, I'm getting a cup. Already made the bet. Yeah, either either way, you're getting a cup. Uh, you alluded to it earlier. They signed Taron Armstead um, from the Saints, five years, seventy five million dollars to help protect Tua. Seems important if you've got guys running way down the field. Well, and and, and it's important because Miami. You know, I have not been a Tua believer, but you have to realize how bad their offensive line was. They also signed a guard this offseason, so they have massively improved their offensive line. That's great for Tua, but we can't forget, a lot of times we focus so much on um, these new, you know, it worked really well for the Chargers last year. They spent big offseason money on their offensive line, um, and that's that's great. You saw Austin Eckler have a great season because of that, but those players are leaving a place. So the Saints are losing Taron Armstead. Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston, and, you know, that will have an effect on what they're able to do. All right. Uh, we are we're going to play a game today, too, momentarily. Uh, what else do we have? Leonard Fournette is back to the Bucks. 
Makes sense, and I hate it. You, Jason <laughs> Jason has been very uh, vocal in his hopes and desires that Brees Hall would walk in as a rookie for Bruce Arians, which was hey, never going to happen. He could still go there. I've got, but I've got a new landing spot. I want the Jets now. Okay. I want the Jets. They've improved their offensive line. And you I just think- want to watch him run for a second now while Michael Carter takes third down? You're well, looking forward to that Michael in New York? Nothing. Michael Carter's a fine Michael player. Carter will 100% take third downs away from him he if he walked in player. there. No. You got any other destinations in there? <laughs> I will. I will soon. Yes. It's going to be interesting because right now in our rookie mock draft, spoiler alert, Brees Hall goes number one. Mm-hmm. And that is simply because we don't have a draft yet. And the truth is, is right now, I look, you know, the Green Bay Packers are likely to take a wide receiver. It seems like the Chiefs are likely to take a wide receiver now. Yep. And so, and you've got a handful of names that are bouncing around the first round of the NFL draft, whether it's um, uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Wilson. Uh, Chris Olave, you know, Traylon Burks. There's a bunch of names, and it's really like I think that the wide receiver that lands in Green Bay, if they take a first round wide receiver, has every potential to be the number one pick in rookie fantasy drafts. Yeah, and Kansas City. Correct. So. Uh, going to be interesting to watch, and that's why it's um, it's pencil season right mm-hmm. now. Jamison Crowder, one-year, $2 million deal with the Bills. Yeah, so, remember, remember me talking about Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah, that didn't last nah, very he's long. He's a great special teamer. That's what I meant. Yeah, and I mean. it's mm. This isn't, like, outrageously exciting, but Jamison Crowder will have – fantasy value he's a great Cole Beasley replacement yeah and so you know I I don't I don't see him much differently than Cole Beasley I I don't I don't think it's a massive drop up uh, drop off or a huge gain there but that's the role he's going to be filling any other news Brooksy no sir all right we do have the Borgogan in studio with us today so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into a game of liar liar oh my which uh, I think is going to be quite exciting. And so uh, let's, let's take that break and bring Kyle on air. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. As a plant-based cheese company, Dea has never talked about beef in an ad before because someone somewhere once had a beef with saying beef and plant-based together. So putting a slice of Dea cheese on a beef burger, not okay. Well, our delicious melty cheese has a beef with your beef about beef because any step towards plant-forward eating is a step in the right direction. Dea, 100% plant-based, even if you're not. Now made with Dea Oat Cream Blend. All right, now we we do this. What a break! We do this segment uh, on the Spitballers podcast, mm-hmm. and Al Borland is kind of known as being a huge liar and annoying, and a bunch. Of, a very, he's known for a lot of different. A very things. successful liar. Yeah, way too successful. Yeah, and apparently now I don't remember because you know I just file these things away when they're done, but apparently we've played liar liar with. Kyle a couple of times on the show we have and have we also been unsuccessful versus him I believe so let's try it again liar liar pants on fire are you feeling confident today Kyle I feel awesome great yeah well see (laughs) we're gonna take you down a peg or two on uh on that awesomeness so uh when we play liar liar it's three rounds and it's basically two truths and a lie and our job is to identify the lie. Should be simple enough, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, um, yeah, we can outsmart Kyle. Oh, man. So let's start here with round one. I'm going to read you three facts. One of them is a lie, and obviously we, oh, will, no. we will deduce it. Uh, fact number one, over the last two years, Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVP awards. <laughs> Nevertheless, Sam Darnold has more number one overall quarterback finishes on the week in that span than Rodgers. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like I have a memory now of the last Liar Liar and also involving Aaron Rodgers as the overall number one. Okay. Wait, but I, but what, how did that work out? Hasn't that he – whatever. Continue. Okay, so that's Continue. the first one, which, uh, look, that could be a little factoid that we're – that's a surprising fact, right? 
number one overall in a week is a high bar. Rodgers may have had a million number two or number three finishes. Right. Yeah, and, and I do believe halfway through the season, Sam Darnold was the rushing touchdown leader Yes, last year. What, what does the rushing have to do with anything? Rush, he was rushing the, touchdowns. Like yeah. if, if you, do you remember the beginning of last year? No, I, I do, but you, you thought that maybe he finished the number one overall because of that? Right. Gotcha. I think there were games where he had like two or three rushing yeah. touchdowns. Number two here, Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney had more games with 100-plus receiving yards in 2021 than Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, and Allen Robinson combined. Okay. I'm okay. in on that one. Yeah, that one, seem, I think that, that, one, that one seems true to me. I think that's a fact. And then the third one here, since becoming a Tennessee Titan in 2019, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has never lost a regular season or postseason game that he started <laughs> in the Mountain or Pacific time zone? This what is, the, is this question? This is the stupidest one I've ever seen. Now, look, I feel like even if we get this one wrong, we win because he had to spend the time <laughs> to figure this out. He has to know whether this is true or false. I'm getting used to time zones out here. Oh. Yeah, well, so Ryan Tannehill has never so Ryan Tannehill lost a regular season or postseason game. He started in the Mountain or Pacific. So when he comes out west... That's what that means. So, yeah, so East Coast God, Ryan Tannehill. No, West Coast God, yeah. right? He's never lost. Oh, he's never lost on the West Coast. Okay, yeah, okay, when yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. out to okay, the West yeah. Coast, yes. so, which is not often, I'm guessing that's been, you know, maybe look, I get under it, 10 times. Yeah. Oh, definitely under 10 times. Yeah, I, I want this, five or six times. I want somehow that the actual truth is he's never played a game. Can, do we get a hint on how many times he went out West? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I tried for it. Thank guys. you. Thank I get it. You come out. You get that that West Coast time zone sun in that so in that you're powered up. Let's go back to the Rogers one. Okay. So the Rogers, uh, it says in that span. So the back to back MVP. So two seasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold with more number one overall finishes in that span than Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take this as the lie because I know Sam Darnold had a lot of good individual performances to start the year. Um and and he very well might have one number one overall finish and Aaron Rodgers has zero. He had the game in the Jets, if you recall, uh, where he had the like like a forty plus yard rushing touchdown, like some weird tackling shenanigans. Yeah, happened. I remember that. No, remember I do. Okay. I, yeah, he, he really long. Yes, really long touchdown, and it didn't make sense when it happened. Yeah. It felt like eighteen guys should have tackled him. He seems like the kind of guy who throws up a number one finish in week seventeen or eighteen. Okay. So um, I, I think that I'm was gonna, true. The Titan one's hard because I just don't know if Kyle would throw that out there and say, like, I'm supposed to know. He wouldn't. This is Kyle flexing his research ability. Okay. So that means and Maybe the, it is the, the, the Mooney Rogers. one. Look, I had Diggs on my team. He was not in the 100-yard the category very often. I had Allen Robinson. <laughs> not, That's also not frequently in the 100-yard club. <sighs> Mooney had a ton of yards, didn't he? He had he had he, some big games. He did have some big games. So where where are you at then? If you if you think he's just flexing researchability in the third one, I don't know. I'm locked. Oh, I do don't we, know if I want to lock in that Darnold one. That just feels like a trap. What do we do here, fellas? All right, Jason, well, are already, you locked I, in? Yes, I'm. I'm locked in. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's uh, Sam, the Sam Darnold having more number one finishes than Aaron Rodgers over the last two years is a lie. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna divide. Do we need to divide and conquer? Yeah, here? I'm gonna. I'll. I'll I'll fall on the sword with the Titan one. All right. So then what I'll I'm I'll go with the Darnell Mooney one. I I have to give the footballers a chance. All right. Which win. one's which one's the lie, Kyle? The lie is Darnell Mooney. Oh okay. So how close was that? I mean I'm I'm assuming um it was pretty close. It, no, McLaurin had as many as Mooney himself. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, I had Terry McLaurin, and I did not feel those 100-yard games. So, how, how many number one quarterback finishes did Rodgers versus Darnold have? Rodgers had zero over the last two okay. years. Yeah. See? Darnold yeah. had one, and he won Andy a bunch of money. All right, so Mike is alive. Yes, I also. Well, well done. Ryan Tannehill, West Coast time zone god. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um that was the key. That I mean, yeah. started in Miami. That wasn't going to help. Go out west. Yeah. All right, number two. Here we go. Tom Brady has started 318 regular season games. The only teams he has a losing record against in his career are the Saints and the Seahawks. Okay. Impossible. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Impossible. Uh, number two, Hunter Renfro was the only wide receiver among the top 12 for fantasy that was not called... <laughs> For a penalty in 2021. 
Oh, my gosh. You oh, once psycho. again, researchability. You psycho. <laughs> Uh, number three, Pete Carroll is an old fart. Dude's been around the block. Pete Carroll, a.k.a. Peach Cobbler, has been alive longer than the invention of the transistor radio. What? This is just no. making fun of his age. Correct. No, this, yeah, but that's a fun factoid. Could be a, a, another one of his researchability. Yes, yes. I will I'll formally go on record. I think the Brady one's a lie. Yeah, that's where I lean to. I I do so now that we've both lost. I'm gonna go with that. I I think he has a losing record against more than just the Saints and Seahawks. Did Renfro finish in the top twelve? Yes, he did. He did. Yes. It's Crap. funny. I'm I was going to say I think he has a losing record against fewer teams. So we have a different reason to think oh. it's a lie. Mike, what is your? You're the one that's still alive. What's your uh, analysis here? I like the transistor radio one. That one will be really disappointing if it's false. <laughs> I'm going with. You're the only one that matters here, which is why he just paused. Yeah, I feel the weight of the world <laughs> on my shoulders. Uh, I'm going. Hunter Renfro was never called for a penalty. Is that your final answer? Um, yeah, I'm going oh, with that one. I like that, and here's why I like that because he would have trapped you with the researchability factor. Yeah, because not only maybe because it says he's the only wide receiver. But maybe there were, you know, you know, it's not that he didn't, but I others know. did. I don't know. There's two ways this could be a lie. Uh, yeah, I'm worried about you, Mike. All right, what? Which one's the lie, Kyle? The lie is Hunter Renfro. Yeah, eat it, Kyle. Okay, so he's not right. the only one. This is not knowledge we are supposed to possess. Well, so. I mean, that's um, like like pass interference and holding. I mean, it's real easy for a wide receiver to get at least a penalty. So this is a real opportunity here because Mike oh. can win this. Oh, man. Round three. And honestly, and Andy, this is footballer's history. We were right on the Tom Brady because I thought there would be more. You thought there'd be less. So we were actually oh, combined. Exact, we yeah, averaged thank you. the truth. All right. This this third round apparently has to do with footballer's history. Oh, that's fun. Uh Fact number one, the mailbag drop has been used 294 times on the main podcast since 2015. How would you know this? Well, this is the problem with Kyle. Uh, of all the mailbag drops, <laughs> we missed out on Mike's sweet angelic tones fewer than 15 times. Okay. I think that's a fact. I think that's a straight up fact. I, I don't. Mean, it's been a very few amount of times where we've thrown somebody else under that bus. Yeah, every once in a while, where it's not me or we uh, go to the producers or something. I just, how did you? How did he get these numbers? Yeah, because he has to know whether it's true. It's not like he's just making something up and didn't do the research. He has to know if it's true or false. Very, that's that's wonderful. I think that's true. Number two, Jason's in-season boom boom kicker segment at this point is a cultural phenomenon. True. Move on. Uh, some <laughs> some scholars call it poetry in motion. Also true. Uh, through six Emmy award-winning seasons, <laughs> the three kickers selected the most <laughs> are Justin Tucker, Will Lutz, and Matt Bryant. Yeah, that sounds like Jason. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, okay. I'm never going through a season without taking Justin Tucker once. Oh, and Will Lutz has been a fixture. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And he Matt. rhymes with butts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. it writes itself. <laughs> All right, and, and then, other things. Yeah, um, <laughs> back on episode three fifty five, producer Brooks spoke for the first time on the podcast, like a newborn baby entering <laughs> the world. The first words ever uttered by Brooks on the air were, "Hey, everybody!" Oh man, that's sounds... how do you possibly know this? <laughs> how could he be? That's too many episodes in. If we went three hundred fifty five episodes. That's a lot without Brooks. Oh, no, it's well, not. He had a it's whole like two years. Yeah, and then he had a whole Ooh. year where he was just... I think that one's... Are you having fun, Kyle? True. Are you having a good time? I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mike, Mike could defeat you in just your third attempt. So, again, right. I have no idea how he's pulling these things. What is Jason rhyming with Bryant? Um, that's, that's the question I have there. Reliant. Mm-hmm. Like the band Reliant K, um, and I don't or the to, word Reliant. I don't uh, have to rhyme very well either. I'll, yeah. I'll do Trident. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's fine with me. You would rhyme Trident with Bryant. I yeah. Absolutely, sounds good. Uh, Lutz is a lock. I just wonder if Bryant is. He's meant to throw you off mm. there. I, no, Matt Bryant 
superstar fantasy kicker for a while. I know, but I just don't remember Jason Ryman with Bryant. That's all. Mm-hmm. All right. He's, okay. I mean, this is really Mike needs to put Kyle in his place I need today. some help then. I think the lie is the boom, boom kicker. Uh, so I'm going to lock that in. I do, too. Oh, I know you and don't. It's mine. I don't. Matt Bryant. Ugh. <laughs> All right, that's my final answer. I think uh, the boom, boom, kicker one's a lie. I think the other two are incredible examples of research by Kyle. Okay, so hey, everybody. Brooks, hit. I, Brooks, I need you to say yeah, yeah. hey, everybody. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. No, no, no. Kyle, you need, hey, I we got to do this I need research. No, he, he, he's good. Brooks is fine. Okay, Kyle. Listen, buddy. All right, come on, Brooks. Hey, everybody. <laughs> okay, wow. there we go. Okay, okay. It did sound like okay. it. Okay. Does that take you back to to show three fifty five? No, you're no, trying I, to do a little memory exercise with no, us. This was too confident. This is a new Brooks. Yeah, the other one would have been much different. Oh gosh, he wasn't even a wealthy man back then. No, I, full head of hair. I, <laughs> Mike, this is all on you. I'm locking in the boom boom kicker, Jason. Do you want to lock something in? Yeah, and I, put I was the with you on the boom okay. boom. So it's all on Mike. I'm going with the mailbag one. Okay. Oh. Go on the mailbag drop. All right. Kyle? For the first time, we are defeated. <gasps> yeah! Mike! Yes! Yes! Mike, here. Give, yes! me, some, give me some clapping. Yeah. Give me some applause. There we go. Oh, they don't my call God. him Mr. Right for nothing. Well we- done. Well done. So so what was the... Um- here, so here was my logic. Yeah. I felt... Like, number one, I don't know how he had the time to go count up every single one of these episodes or if who's been keeping track. Is 294 the correct number? It's in the ballpark. I okay. added up a lot. Okay. Okay. So you do you have the real number? No, I just made this up. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, all right. So it could be right? It's definitely not right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that was fun. I, Woo! Mike, well done. We did it. Yeah. I mean, we you, are winners. I say it every day. Kyle is no Al. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's that far more trustworthy. But uh, speaking of the mailbag drop, yeah, Kyle you want to answer some questions? Kyle gets to do it. Oh, okay. That makes oh, sense. Oh, nice. Mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That was the first one of all time. What are you Why going? did you turn? No, I get why you did that. That was a defensive mechanism oh, right there. Oh, for sure. No, my voice would crack. Why did yeah. you turn into a crooner? Oh, Look, man. that was just self-preservation. I was going for crooner, just so you know. Is that, yeah. is that Frankie Blue Eyes back there? <laughs> ah, that was good. That was awesome. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, well, Kyle, for this great episode. Yeah, indeed. That was spectacular. All right, if you have a question for the show, you can uh, dial the voicemail hotline, 302-464-TFFB. You can go to the website, thefantasyfootballers.com, and click the Submit a Question button as well. You can leave a voicemail like this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to kick it off with a voicemail. Hello, footballers. In my redraft league, I get to keep one of these guys as compensation. Just one season. Chelsea or City Lamb? It's full DPR. Who will you pick and why? Cheers for Mexico. Bye. Bonjour. Bonjour. So, Personally, I'm taking Kelsey here. Yeah, as am I. And I know that we've spoken negatively towards Kelsey in a dynasty league as he's really going to start becoming an appreciating asset. He probably is there already um, with or without the Tyreek news. And I think the Tyreek news is positive for Kelsey. In a single keeper league, you do not treat it at all like a dynasty. You don't care about age or longevity or whether you get Kelsey for three more years. Just think of it this way. Who would you draft first? in your 2022 draft. And I think Kelsey will go ahead of CeeDee Lamb this season. No question. I think it 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 is a, a very fair question to me. But going with Lamb is inheriting like a ton of risk where Travis Kelsey certainly has – every player has risk, but he has less to me than CeeDee Lamb. Lamb could have a true breakout season with Amari Cooper gone. That's in the range of outcomes. CeeDee Lamb could be the next big thing, a top five guy, but the odds are against him. So because of that, I would go with Travis Kelsey. I think we all believe Kelsey is still a positional advantage. Yes. Uh, All right, we have a Lamar Jackson dynasty value question from Mikey in Georgia. It says, I've been arguing with someone in my league about what Lamar Jackson is worth 
trade-wise in a dynasty, trying to work out a deal, what is your uh, opinion on the dynasty value of Lamar Jackson? It's a single quarterback dynasty league. Lamar is 25.2 years old. Yeah, I you know, obviously being a single quarterback league, his value is not going to be nearly as high as you probably hope it is. Well, let's let's establish him where you feel like he should be in the just in quarterbacks. Okay. So and, and then we'll go from there. So Mahomes or Lamar? Mahomes. Mahomes. Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. Herbert. Okay. Herbert. Burrow? I would put Burrow and Murray ahead of Lamar. Okay. Oh, you would put Murray ahead of Lamar. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I think that that is definitely the line. Andy, do you go Burrow over Lamar? I would. I'm not sure about the Kyler one, but probably. So he's five or six. He's the quarterback five or six. I don't think we'd put Prescott or no. Russell Wilson or Watson or Stafford or Trey Lance. Or, no, 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 no. no. I, so I think that's a Carson Wentz. Derek Carr. I think that's a really good line that you're talking. The floor is quarterback six. Yeah. He is likely to sign a very lucrative deal and make some headlines here in the near term. He's also obviously a very talented player, very young. But like you said, a single quarterback league, I don't have a lot of precedent on this kind of a trade. Sure. I, I don't think we've seen some big, you know, that top five quarterbacks moved in our dynasty leagues in recent years i mean you got to think like okay if you're going to trade him for a rookie pick if you want to put a a value there you know would you rather have the 103 or lamar jackson i'd take lamar lamar the 101 or lamar jackson yeah that that's the hard one because i mean obviously you have to put yourself in a situation then that you don't have a starting quarterback right for your dynasty team potentially because that that says you lock that position down so I think right now he's probably worth a one-on-one if you don't have a quarterback in a rookie draft. Yeah, I mean, so two years ago or three years ago now was when Lamar had his unfathomable fantasy football breaking number one It could not be fathomed. It, it couldn't be fathomed. It really couldn't. I mean, nobody expected him to score. Scholars tried <laughs> to fathom it. Yes. You know, to, to run for 1,200 yards. I cannot. And... <laughs> I cannot fathom. Um. You know, and have as many touchdowns as he did the last two years. Though quarterback ten, quarterback fifteen. I think he's probably you know usually a a a solid quarterback piece, but I don't think he gets back to being a top three okay, guy. Okay, so, so yeah, I think you've persuaded me a little bit. I think one hundred three is the line for me. Whereas, like, if I said Josh Allen, would he oh, be Josh worth the one one? Would be worth the one one plus Mahomes, Herbert. Yep, Bur yeah. Burrow. Yeah, I would. I would be willing to take that risk. Man, is you, the line around one of three for you too, Mike? With yeah, Lamar, yeah, yeah, that definitely makes the sense. rookie one of three. I'm trying to think with Burrow, it's so tough because pocket passers, like it's so difficult for them to jump into that top three. Like, yes, Tom, Tom Brady can do it. I get it, but we were looking at you know Derek Carr. You got to throw forty touchdowns. Derek Carr recently of who threw forty eight hundred yards, and it was you had to add like. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was something like you had to add like eight or more passing touchdowns just for him to jump into the conversation of being like a top seven quarterback. Yeah, so the, it's very, very difficult to get there. And Lamar can get there without relying on 40 passing touchdowns. So yeah, I, 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 I don't see Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow could put up 200 yards on the ground pretty easily. Obviously, this last season he didn't, but he was coming off the disastrous sure. knee injury you know his rookie year he put up 142 rushing yards in 10 games so he's not he's not like someone that's putting in zero no rushing touchdowns no rushing yards I think he'll do a little bit okay all right that's um that's an interesting one I think Burrow it'd be easy to get caught up in you know any post Super Bowl excitement mm -hmm. as well it's almost like evaluating Lamar right after an MVP season or something like that for what it's worth i'm in a dynasty startup right now that it, we are in the middle of it and uh he did go after joe burrow in that draft all right uh let's go ahead and move on to uh george in texas hey ballers traded for antonio brown last year as a rental in a dynasty league given his falling out of the nfl can i drop him in a dynasty 
We all thought he was done in the NFL before. I personally, regrettably, shamefully, don't drop him. Oh, I don't think it's shameful to not. I would not drop him. If he was on the waiver wire, I would, I would regretfully, shamefully <laughs> uh, pick him up. Pick him up. In a yeah. dynasty league, you have thir like 30 roster spots. He's already pining for jobs. Yeah. I mean, you see him out there tweeting about Cleveland. I, I just don't think I don't think he'll get I don't one, think he'll but... get a job. I went on record saying he will never play another snap. Now was that due to him ripping his shirt off and leaving in the middle of a game? Right. Yeah. Was that, that's uh, that was the reason. We, you remember quitting on your team? Yeah. That yeah, that was a big part of it. Which to to be fair, Kyle, after being defeated in Liar Liar, did rip his shirt off and leave. <laughs> yeah. After he went, Mailberg. Yeah, a little. He, he's out singing in the lobby now. So, um, but yeah, I, I would still hold on to him because the NFL. You know, if you got talent. Yeah. Yeah. But his clock may have run out. I mean, there, because of the age. If you want to hold him through this year and he doesn't find a team, I think at that point it's probably. The end of the line. 35-year-old Antonio Brown with no team. I, I'm i willing to lose that gamble and have a roster spot. Yeah, like let's say – so our league, our dynasty league, the way it works is we have to drop the players at the end of the rookie draft. Like we, we do a rookie draft, and then to input those players, we drop whoever. Once the NFL draft is over, and if I had to clear room, that's when I would be willing to drop Antonio Brown. All right, uh Here's another rookie picks question from Bradley. He says, what is Zeke's value when it comes to rookie picks? Oh, so we just man. talked about Lamar. Um, Jason, you're in the middle of a dynasty startup. Zeke is still on the board. Probably will be for a couple more rounds. You're in the fifth round. So yeah. Zeke is somebody that you, I feel like you have to draw a line in the sand on and just make a decision on, do you buy the narrative? Which is, he was beat up and doing the best he could, and there's more in the tank, and uh, what you saw in the field was not a reflection of his, his healthy body. I don't buy that narrative in the slightest, but he still provides value. He will get a lot of work and be a fantasy-relevant asset. I would take the three main incoming rookie running backs over Zeke, um, Walker, Spiller, and Brees You would Hall. take Spiller over I him. mean, this is all depending on where they go in the draft. Obviously, if he's not a you – know, if he's a fourth, fifth round pick, then no, absolutely not. But if a team invests in uh, those three guys, then I would prefer those. I also think there's going to be at least three or four wide receivers that if I could trade Zeke for them uh, in the rookie draft, I would do that. So I'm pretty much about the 108, somewhere around there, barring the outcome of the NFL draft, where I would still trade a back-end one just for the value for, you know, kind of like a, it's a rental. It's you figure you get a year, two years of decent fantasy production from a running back because at the back of the first, yes, you could very easily have a much more valuable asset than Zeke. But the back of the first is not 100% hit rate at all. You know, you at that the point. The top of the first is not 100%. Right, hit exactly. Rate. The back of the first is like you're getting to 55% hit rate. So you got a big chance of having. Thank you. <laughs> You've got a big chance of having absolutely nothing, and you know you you don't have nothing with Zeke. I would take, at this point, if we're just strictly talking rookie running backs, I'd be willing to take the shot for Brees and for uh, Ken Walker, but that's it. I wouldn't take Spiller. But you'd still take probably Zeke. four wide receivers or so? Uh, Yeah, out of this rookie class, because I can see, I I think at least four, four to five guys going the first. I think Zeke has a couple valuable agree. years left. I agree. Uh, all right, let's let's close out with this because we were talking about it in the office yesterday. There's a lot of swirling rumors. We didn't bring it up in news and notes. Instagram question from Gideon. Are we sure Jimmy G is going to get traded this year? Because that situation has, look, it hasn't manifested yet. Nobody has gone out and, and made the move. The Colts were put off. Uh, the rumor has it. You know, the reports are that he, they were put off on pursuing Jimmy G. They went Matt Ryan because of shoulder recovery. Right. So there's one team left because the, the, the Seahawks in Carolina need a quarterback upgrade, and you know that would be very valuable. I don't think he goes in division to the Seahawks. So you're talking about whether or not after his shoulder is recovered um, and he's proven to be healthy that maybe they work out a trade and he goes to the Panthers. I could see that happening. But it is definitely not a sure thing that he moves on. He could very well be the starting quarterback for the – 49ers this year I mean 
Is there a chance he's the backup for the 49ers? I do not believe so. I think that if they were to make him the backup, I think they would cut him because his salary would not be his, helpful to them. And his dead cap is only $1.4 million. Yeah. What city will all the Trey Lance truthers gather in to weep together? Where are you going, Mike? <laughs> well, to be fair, I am a fantasy truther yeah. uh, for Trey Lance. I still, even with everything that's out there, I still feel confident that that Trey Lance will start for the 49ers this year. The if you're looking at a timeline though, like Garoppolo, when was, his surgery was like a couple weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. It was very recent, and we could get you, you could get into a time period of it's training camp and Jimmy is not ready to go. So you have the 49ers have that time period to evaluate. Uh, at least in some OTAs and things, if Trey Lance is looking like absolute doo-doo right there and then and the reports are coming out then, then I will change my opinion and feel like Garoppolo ends up back as the starter, it would, which, which you, for the 49ers would be catastrophic. That's what I was going to say. Is you've said it many times, like if this is if they missed here, if there is fire to this smoke, right? You expected to see him on the field more last year. There have been reports out of San Francisco. Mind you, reports out of San Francisco are maybe some of the most questionable reports. Right. But, you know, just that he's so much greener than people understand or comprehend. And Which, which I could mean, be, I mean, that's... I mean, shocking stuff. A guy plays one year of college football for uh, South Dakota, and, and he's green? He's not ready for He's not NFL? ready to be a pro? Shocking stuff. Yeah, I mean, is he in the same boat as uh, Jordan Love? No. Uh, Jordan Love played you're confusing at least in the Jimmy, Pac 12. Yeah, and you're also f confusing Jimmy Garoppolo with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is like, no, this is my job. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe I meant on the readiness. Right. Yeah. Uh, the scale. It, it just would be, they traded so much for that yes. pick. And the truth is, is if this NFL draft happens, some of these teams that you're talking about as options, they're going to make investments. Mm -hmm. There's going to be, uh, Carolina seems very. Very likely to make a an investment on a young quarterback, or at least very possible. Seattle could do it, no question. Pittsburgh could do it. So Atlanta. So Baker destinations and Jimmy destinations are going to diminish drastically if it doesn't get sorted out in the next. I mean, when's the draft? Uh, uh, two end months. of end of April, beginning of May. Oh, it's the end of April. Yeah, I was just oh, saying we're like a month one. and a half Woo. away, right, or less than that. Let's go. So, um, which will be very fun. By that time. What, another 10, 15, 20 superstars will have been traded <laughs> from their teams. So um, we'll go ahead and shut things down here. Thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review. Oh, boy, it's been fun. So enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. for listening to another episode of the fantasy footballers podcast join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on twitter at the ff ballers